22 minutes to 7. Good morning to you. 0427154166 is our text line. Uh, if you're listening on the app, you can just press a button on there. Basically, it says text, and then you get to speak to Mark Bickley directly, pretty much. Uh, we are asking for songs that will define your 2023 for your club. So let us know. You can give us a buzz as well. Let's talk about the world game very quickly, Mark Bickley. It was uh, a big weekend for the Ange Postacoglu led Celtic, mm. uh, the big Celtic Rangers rivalry, the final of the League Cup. So, congratulations. Let's have a listen to some of the highlights here. He's got men in the middle to aim for. One of them's made. There's Kyogo. There's the separation. And once again, it's Celtics. Little number eight from Japan. Boy, Hitate beyond him. It's Hitate across. Kyogo again. Celtic have done it. Lucky end. I think it is important you enjoy these moments, um, and I let them enjoy it uh, because you know you're going to ask them to to front up again on, on on Tuesday, and you know in the back of my mind, whatever's happening tonight, I know we've got St Mirren next week away, which is not an easy trip. But if I start talking to them about that and they don't enjoy this, they're going to start questioning why they're doing what they're doing. He's a star, isn't he, Ange? And he's just ticking the boxes about uh, moving up the rungs and the ladder, and let's hope that he can get to the Premier League. Most people sort of acquaint or, or equate that to, you know, really, really making yeah. it when you get to that level. Um, Everybody's just saying it's a matter of time. Mm. I get nervous sometimes talking about it because I can... You see how ruthless and cutthroat the Premier League is. Ange mm. hasn't done anything to suggest that he's going to fail there, but he's doing so many amazing things. And mm. you, you can tell that he's not just won the hearts of the fans, but also the media over in Scotland too, which is really challenging mm. to do. You have a look at his first press conference and the, it, it, it was like Ted Lasso, that TV show, yeah. where the media are like, you need to be on side with us here if you want to do well. And he's won everything. And he's he's revived the career of Aaron Moy, who's mm. been incredible. Well, so that, That's going to be the other bonus. If he does get to that level, he's got confidence in players yeah. like Moy and other Aussies that he knows can play at the level like we do and, and we, well, like we saw at the World Cup. So, great result for him and uh, yeah, I think there's a, a, a much greater calling coming his way. A couple of other results are in the Premier League. Chelsea are now closer to the relegation zone than uh, the top four after the first defeat in nine Premier League games to Tottenham. So mm. um, it's troubling signs for Chelsea. And Man United clinching their first major trophy for six years with the ruthless 2-0 win against Newcastle in the League Cup final at Wembley. So tell that was me, massive. Tell me about that because you know, not being an absolute aficionado on the world game. How big is that? They talk about it's their first cup for, I think it's five or six years. Yeah. Is it, is it worthy? Is it, is it, how does it compare to winning the, the whole league? What, what's it like? Well, is I it... think any trophy is important when it comes to Premier League football because mm-hmm. they will always use that as part of the, the coach's resume. So mm-hmm. for Eric Ten Hag, who... I saw him when he was in Australia when Manchester United in their preseason played against Melbourne Victory and Crystal Palace. They didn't play very well and people were already suggesting that he's not going to last very long. The Manchester United fans are now grateful that Cristiano Ronaldo is no longer in that team because they've started winning games and started being really competitive too. So in the Premier League, they're sitting third on the table at the moment um, and they're on 41 points. So they're they're comfortably... uh, Sorry, not 41 points. They've scored 41 goals. They're on 49 points. They're comfortably in third at the moment. Mm. Um, 
for them to win a trophy, it gives them hope and I feel they're one of those sides that you need a strong Manchester United because of the brand of the team. So they would be very happy with that. Adelaide United would be happy with a point against Melbourne victory. You, you look at the table and victory is sitting at the bottom. Um, but it was all thanks to that, again, Nestori Irankundo, who scores a worldie. It was compared by the broadcaster to um, a Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> um, and he continues, he continues to show that he's got what it takes to, you know, have these big game moments. So this is a young man who's just turned 17. He's 17, he's yeah. He's coming off the bench. I take it he perhaps hasn't got the endurance to no, play. No, he doesn't have the tank, yeah. yeah to play a full game. And uh, the big question that, that I, you know, once again would ask is how long is he likely to stay in Adelaide before a big club swoops in? If, if he's being talked about at this young age as having all the, the traits, you'd think that someone would be sniffing around, wouldn't you? Yes, and I think it's two different conversations. So I feel that, yes, there will be clubs looking at him because how he can impact a game, especially mm. off the bench, I think he'd be a different player if he started for Adelaide United. You need that explosiveness in the last 10, 15 minutes, knowing that something's always going to happen. Mm. The thing we forget about these players is Nestori is 17 years of age. Right. He's still in school. So He's a baby. They... I feel in the club led by Nathan Cosmina, they would be making sure that he has the right people around him because there's one thing about him being able to perform when he's playing football at the highest level in Australia. Mm. There's a big difference between playing football in Australia when you're surrounded by your family and friends and going overseas where that could make or break you as mm. an athlete and a person. So yep. he might look ready right now. Um, but I think there's a long way to go. He just needs the, the support that he can get to. As a, as a 17-year-old kid, you need to mature. You need to get a bit of emotional intelligence. You need to understand that if you go overseas and play for a European club, you become a foreigner. So then if a new coach comes in, he might want to bring new foreigners in and he gets rid of you. So it's a bigger conversation. The age thing is is so relevant as well. When you think about we obviously – talk a lot about AFL football. He's a year away from being drafted. Yes. <laughs> you know, in, in age terms. So he would be playing against other school kids at the moment if he was playing um, Aussie rules. So what we don't talk about is the players that go overseas. I think here in Australia we're a little bit naive and we think a player's gone to Europe, great, he's going to play in the Champions League next mm. week. It doesn't work like that. No. So these kids go over with a big dream. You look at Mohamed Toure, who's gone over to France, um, He's not playing first-team football regularly. Aware Mobile, as South Australia's very mm. own Socceroo, he's been bouncing around clubs all overseas because he's trying to get game time. Yeah. I, I know firsthand that Mobile, for example, he was signed by Cadiz over in La Liga. His coach does not speak a word of English. Mm. There is also no translator over there. So there is an English-speaking aware mobile who does not understand a word that is being said by the coach or the assistant coach and he's expected to, to succeed mm, yeah. so it's, it's a different world that it we is. don't know we just need to make sure these and i think are really protective because i know these guys but i'm also i think it's the, the parent in me too that you just want them to get the best support off the pitch and so it's a real balance in terms of yes it might be a big paycheck but is it going to be 
best for your football going forward longer term. Definitely, yeah. And it's it's a constant conversation that I know that the the PFA, which is um, the uh, it's like the AFLPA, but in in football, they're um, they're taking care of these players and looking after their their well being too. Love to know your thoughts on that. If you're a big Adelaide United fan, they've got a match against Melbourne City this weekend, and Melbourne City are that far in front of everybody on the table. I feel like we could win this game though. At home. Well, and, and the crowds keep turning up. Yes. And, and it's been magnificent. It's averaging close to 10,000 people per game. Uh, the stadium upgrade is, you know, people enjoying that. And you've, you've got a huge clash. And that does impact. This is the crowd and the support that the, the fans show. That does impact the performance of the players. So it is a mouthwatering uh, matchup. And let's hope that Adelaide United not only make a good account of themselves, we know they'll do that. They're a super competitive team. But let's hope... They can put some pressure on and maybe get on the on the scoreboard first and put some pressure on Melbourne City. Send us a text. We are here in Studio Lumo, 0427-154-166. Uh, you will go into the running to win that cricket stump. Esky filled with nippies, ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. We're going to talk about AFL. We'll do that next on SENSA.